0: It's time to inspire your true performance. This is The Ziegler Show, episode number 393. Today we hear from Zig Ziggler, the man, the icon, the legend, not because he was so great, but because he cared and he was willing because he devoted himself to inspiring our true performance. I titled today's show, Are You a God? It's not an edgy title just to pique your interest. It's literally a viable perspective that we're going to dive into It's not a theological, doctrinal, spiritually focused debate, though some might try to take it there. It's pretty simple, pretty base, dramatically important. Can you handle that? A sponsor of today's show is Audible, who has more than 250,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products, including over 40 Ziegler audio resources. Get a free 30-day trial and free audiobook at audible.com slash
1: But take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today's
0: a brand new day,
1: and it's yours.
0: Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we continue the legacy of Zig Ziggler, the world's foremost authority on the fuel for everything we pursue, motivation, inspiration, and a confident self-image. We apply that fuel to leadership, personal growth, sales, faith, family, and success. Our foundational purpose is to inspire true performance, and this is the goal of every show. I'm Kevin Miller, show host and devoted evangelist of inspiration, Tom Ziegler, Zig's son, and the CEO of Ziegler, and I come to you every week to discuss Zig's teachings and bring you the absolute best of today's most inspirational leaders. We get down to the roots of what will absolutely expand human potential, your potential, to it. That right there, folks, is what we're going to dive into today, that profound message. Another proud supporter of today's show is Amazon Kindle. Great spellers come from great readers. That's why Kindle is the proud presenting sponsor of the 2016 Scripps National Spelling Bee. A single purpose Kindle e-reader holds thousands of books, ensuring young readers always have a book with them. To learn more about the ways Kindle inspires a child's emerging love of reading, visit amazon.com slash Kindle for Kids. So folks, the last show, number 392, was our first Q&A show. Tom aired it live on the Ziegler Facebook fan page. We had a lively chat. Last I looked, I think there was 8,000 to 9,000 people already had viewed that video. We're going to keep doing that. But I'd love to hear your feedback. If you have a good review on the Q&A shows... Please leave a rating and a review on iTunes. If you have a criticism, Hey, let us know. Uh, I'd rather you didn't do it there. Uh, but go there with that criticism or your question, your own question question at ask dot that's a period. Okay. Ask dot Dot com ask dot. That's again, the period not the word dot, ask.zigshow.com. We had some people get confused with that. I think we're going to change the URL because of that. But in the meantime, our main desire is for your questions. And it's just a place to connect with you, though, on anything. Ask.zigshow.com. We'd love to hear from you. Well, hey, just talk about Ziggler and what's going on there real quick before we dive into the topic here today. Would you like to be a master of the Ziggler success principles to be able to apply them to your life? for dramatic personal and business success, and then go forth giving others the gift of true success, teaching, training, inspiring, and leaving a legacy. So Ziggler Legacy Certification is where it happens. It only happens a few times per year that they have these courses. They're groups of 25 people. You become licensed and certified by Ziggler and can go forth with the Ziggler name and brand behind you. Further, you have the ongoing support of the Ziegler team. So go check out ZigglerCertified.com. Learn more and your best bet is just to fill out the application and talk with someone on the Ziggler team. See if it's the right fit for you. You're not going to get a big sales pitch. You actually have to qualify to go there. They even do a background check on you. So it's just a discussion, but you may get some great guidance right there towards a better fitting option. You may even get on the phone with Tom Ziegler himself. True story. So check out the next date, com. All right, folks, I have a 10-minute clip from Zig on hope. Zig says hope is the foundation for successful change. And in this clip, his focus is to why hope is the activator for success. So I'm going to give it to you now. Then we will dissect it.
1: Because you're remarkable in so many ways. I've got an objective this evening. The objective, basically, is to share with you how you can become the person... uh, you are intended to be, and that in so many ways you already are. My objective is to get you to make some decisions today that will give you immediate benefits. But more importantly, they'll still be giving you benefits 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years down the road. The choices we make are absolutely incredible. I'm going to start by asking you four questions. First of all, how many of you honestly and sincerely believe, as a matter of fact, you're totally convinced there's something you can specifically do in the next three weeks that would make your personal life, your family life, and your business life worse? <laughs> can I see your hand, all right? <laughs> Then how many of you believe there's something you can do in the next three weeks that would specifically make your personal life, your family life, and your business life better? Can I say your hand, okay? How many of you believe the choice is yours? Okay. How many of you believe every choice has an end result? Okay. Now, let me tell you what you just said, whether you realize it or not. You just said, look, I don't really care about what's happened in my past. I don't even care what my circumstances are at the moment because there's something I can specifically do right now that will make my future either better or worse and the choice is mine. Folks, that's an awesome realization. It eliminates the blame game it eliminates an awful lot of things because it means you've got a choice. I love the story of the old Eskimo in the long ago. Up in the coldest region of Alaska, where they used to have dog fights every Saturday, and the old Eskimo had a black dog and a white dog, and every Saturday those two dogs would just go at it big time until finally they wore each other out, and over a period of years, they'd uh, they'd lost their zeal for fighting, and so he retired them. And one day, one of the local villagers said, you know, I noticed something kind of unusual. I noticed that one Saturday, the black dog would win, and some Saturday, the white dog would win. But I noticed that you always won yourself, regardless of which one won, you'd always bet on him. How did you know which one to bet on? Oh, he said, it was easy. I always bet on the one I'd been feeding all week. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you see, there's a positive and the negative. You have a choice as to what you want to feed in your mind. As you've heard me say several times already, you're what you are and where you are because of what's going into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. Feed the positive and you will be positive. I'm really talking in this session about hope. Alfred Adler, the great psychologist and psychiatrist, made this statement. He said, Hope is the foundational quality of all change. No hope. No change. John Maxwell put it this way If there's hope in the future, there's power in the present. Hope is the great activator. The student with no hope of passing won't study. Why bother? I'm going to fail anyhow. The salesperson with no hope of making the sale won't make the call. I mean, what's the purpose? I'm not going to make a sale anyhow. The couple whose marriage is in trouble won't seek counseling because, I mean, why bother? Hey, this is a done deal. It's all over now. But give that person hope and then action will take place and exciting action will take place. Dr. Tony Campola says that your past is important because it brought you to where you are. But as important as your past is, it is not nearly as important as the way you see your future. The way you see your future determines your thinking today. Your thinking today determines your performance today. Your performance today has a strong bearing on what that future is going to be. Now, Dr. Campola was saying, yes, your past is important, but he said the other's even more important. And he said, I understand what's happened in the past. I know that you were abused as a child. I know that you've had an alcohol and drug problem. I, I know that you've gone bankrupt a couple of times. I know you've gone through a couple of divorces. I know all of those things about you, but I still say the way you see the future is more important than what has happened in the past, today is a brand new day. This is the day that you can make the decisions that will make such an incredible difference in uh, your life. The way that you look at that future is so important, but you've got to plan for it. You were born to win, that's true. But in order to be the winner you were born to be, you've got to plan to win. You've got to prepare to win. And then and only then can you legitimately expect to win. Winning is not an accident. It is the result of a deliberate Now, we want to talk about winning the balanced life. How can you have the hope that you can bring that life into balance and win in all areas? Several years ago, I had a young man in my office who had a hero. His hero was his boss. Now, the reason the young man was there was because though he was doing fairly well or actually pretty good in his business... He was leaving home every morning at 6 o'clock. He was getting in every night at 11 o'clock. That was six days a week. His health was deteriorating. He had gone to, to sleep a couple of three or four or five or six times, going back and forth the 30 some odd miles he had to drive. His family life was coming apart. And I mean, he was in trouble. And a friend of his had brought him in the office and, and said, He respects you, and if you'll talk with him, maybe, uh, maybe you can reach him in some way. So as we sat down, I said, I understand you have a hero. He said, yes, my boss is my role model. He's the one I'm emulating. And I I said, well, why are you emulating him? And he said, well, he's the most successful man I've ever known. And so I said to him, I said, well, what is success? And what I want you to do is I want you to take the part of your outline, uh, that list at the very top of it where it says objective And I want to kind of go down the list because, you see, a lot of people never analyze what the situation is. Now, we know, historically speaking, that people who keep records, for example, of what they eat, when they eat it, and the circumstances, lose more weight more quickly and keep it off longer. We know that if we were to divide this room into two groups... Your salespeople, this group over here, you're selling the same product in the same area. This group over here keeps meticulous records on what happens on each call. This group doesn't do it. The group that keeps the records will sell lots more. Why? They're not kidding themselves. They know exactly what they are doing. They know where they are at any given point. So as I go down this list uh, here of what everybody wants, I asked the young man, I said, well, Steve, I said, let me ask you about success, and then we'll evaluate your boss. If you were happy and healthy, and I want you to judge yourself as we go along, and I want you to put the uh, mark there as we go. If you were happy and healthy and at least reasonably prosperous, if you were secure and had friends and had peace of mind and good family relationships and the hope that the future was going to be even better... And you were loved, and you loved, would you consider yourself to be successful? He said, why, of course. I think anybody would. Would you consider yourself successful? Okay. I said, now, let's evaluate your boss, your role model that you're following. I said uh, to him, I said, uh, how happy is he? And he said, well, I don't think he's happy at all. Now, I want you to mark either a plus or a minus by yours. Are you happy? And he said, well, I don't think he's happy at all. And I said, well, why? And we gave him a minus. He said, well, I almost never hear him laugh, and he seldom smiles. Besides, he's got ulcers. <laughs> and I said, well, let's give him a minus on the happy and on the health. If he's got ulcers, that uh, doesn't say a whole lot for his health, so would you be comfortable giving him a minus there? And he said, well, sure. I said, now, if he's got the ulcers, that uh, is because something's eating him, not because of what he's eating. So that means his peace of mind is not there, so uh, we've got to give him a minus on that. Would you agree? He said, yes, I would. He said, okay, uh, let's go on down the list. I said, well, I've asked you one question, and we've already got three minuses <laughs> out of a group of ten. I said, "I want you to start thinking in terms of maybe you have been taking the wrong advice from the wrong person." Uh, I was watching a talk show once, and this Hollywood star was on, and uh, the host was saying to her, "How do you hold on to a man?" Now, here's a gal been married so many times. She had rice marks on her face. <laughs> and they're saying, "How do you hold on to a man?" she didn't have a clue when you ask somebody questions when you have a role model look at them is he or she qualified okay then i said to him now we got three minuses i said tell me about his prosperity and he said man he's got money running out of his ears i said okay let's give him big old plus on that one i said how secure is and he? he said now understand He's measuring success by your corporate position and how many bucks you got in the bank. He said, man, he's about as secure as money can make. And I said, well, we had a couple of billionaire brothers here in the Dallas area and they're both bankrupt. I said, how does he compare? And he said, oh, he doesn't have that kind of money. I said, our ex-governor at one time was worth over $100 million. He's now bankrupt. I said, how does he compare to that? Oh, he said, he he doesn't have that kind of money. I said, okay, would you be comfortable if we just gave him a uh, question mark on his security? And he said, yeah. I said, okay, how many friends does he have? And he thought a minute. He said, I don't think he's got any friends. (laughs) He said, I'm not his friend. I just admire him because he's so successful. He said, actually, if you want to know the truth, the guy's somewhat of a jerk. I said, okay, uh, we're going to give him a minus on that one. I said, tell me about his family. And he said, well, his wife's divorcing him. So I said, well, we've got to give him a minus on that. I said, how much hope does he have for the future? And he said, well, before I started talking to you, I thought he had lots of hope. (laughs) But he said, now I I just don't know about that uh, at all. So I said, well... Would you be comfortable if we gave him, uh, let's say, uh, another question mark on that or even a minus? He said, let's give him a minus. (laughs) I said, okay, we got that one. I said, now, uh, does he love anybody? And he said, yeah, he loves himself. I said, "Uh, well, is he loved? And he said, as far as I know, he's not. So I said, well, we got to give him a couple of more minuses, don't we? And he said, yes. Now, folks, out of the ten factors there, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight minuses. We've got one plus and one question mark. Now, let me ask you a question. I asked the young man the same question. I said, let me ask you, knowing what you now know as we've evaluated the situation, would you swap places with him? Long pause. He slowly stood up extended his hand and he said no I wouldn't would you swap places with him about four years later and then again last month I bumped into the young man four years ago uh, he gave me this picture he had gotten back with his wife they had the new little one He'd gotten a job that his wife encouraged him to. He moved up much faster. He has, in every area of life, improved substantially. A much happier, healthier man. He's brought balance to his life. So many people think you've got to give up this and give up that. Folks, when you bring it in balance, you'd be amazed at how many more things come to bear in your life.
0: Well, Zig says his focus for this message is that you would become the person you were intended to be. And in so many ways you already are. I stopped it right there. I mean, we could do a show just on that. You, you, I mean, you could, there's a possible crisis and turning point of belief in that statement to become the person you were intended to be. So do you believe you were intended truly for something? listen to that again. Really take it captive. Stop for a second. Do you believe you were intended truly for something? If you nod your head, yes. Does your life showcase that? Are your actions really following that belief? And we've all seen amazing movies where somebody believed they were intended for, so, for something. Maybe they didn't at the beginning and then they were told that and then boom, mission impossible is, is on in full tilt, right? And they're headed for it. They're, they're totally committed. Do you believe, do you really live as if you were intended for something? It's a foundational belief. And my experience is that most people do not, they are not living out their lives, truly believing they were intended for something. I think everybody here listening right now has at least the seed of that, or you would not be here. So we need to just grow, fertilize, birth that. I mean, even those people who are desiring and aspiring oftentimes still don't have that tangible, decided belief that they have any real destiny. Use whatever word you want to put in there. Okay. And they have any true specific individual purpose. When you do, it changes everything until you do not much will change. You can take that right there, that from Zig that we've we just broken down and stop and spend the rest of your day contemplating that. You could spend the rest of your year not taking any any more content in at all and just try to dwell on that and try to own it and embrace it, grapple with it until you can say, yes, I believe I was intended for something. You don't even have to know it. There's your quest then to find it. But that is the ultimate route that is necessary if anything's going to change. All right. that's That's the deal changer right there. Okay. Should we do a show just on that actually? Yeah, again, let us know your thoughts. Ask.zigshow.com. All right. Next in the, in the message there, Zig leads us into four questions that we're going to break down. Do you believe there is something you can do in the next three weeks that will make your personal life, your family life, and your business life worse? Well, of course, that's an easy question. We can easily grasp onto this, right? I mean, it's scary. Actually, we are so aware of what we can do that could just wreck lives. For many, this is what drives us fear that we won't care for our families. We won't come through. We won't pay the bills. We'll hurt them with our, our sin and our weakness and our anger and our addictions and our, our lack will be found out, you know, so we're striving and grinding every day just to come through because we don't want to hurt. I mean, that, that, that is easy to grasp, but it then leads us into the mind blowing next question that is Zig's point. And is what we often don't grasp onto. Do we believe with the same level of belief that there's something we can do in the next three weeks that will make your personal life, your family life, and your business life better and the lives of others better? Well, that sounds powerful. And I know a lot of people that will back down. Well, you know, that's God's in control and yada, yada. Well, really? We can wreck, but we can't better. I mean, if we believe we have the power to wreck and damage lives, even take a life, Do we just as much believe we have the power to in so many ways give life, massively benefit a life, inspire life, starting with our own? That's again it's humongous, humongous stuff to take hold of and really look at. Can I alter my own life for the better? Do I have that much power? Do I have that much responsibility? Uh, You know, I, I apologize for this. This is a graphic. I mean, I have I have seven kids. I can not only wreck a life, okay? Now, it could be redeemed, but I can I can hurt a life, harm a life, scar a life. I can take a life. We hear about that every single day. We hear about lives being taken, fathers and mothers taking each other's lives, their own lives, their kids' lives. If I have that power, do I not also have the power to massively benefit a life, my own, my family's, those around me? I mean, I have to say, yes, that's It puts a lot of responsibility on me. That can be overwhelming from a faith-based standpoint. Those of you who share that faith, that's when God would say, you're darn right. That's hard. That's why you need me. You can't do it alone. You don't have to do it alone. So it doesn't have to be daunting. It's only daunting when I think it's all up to me, which I'll tell you folks, me, Kevin Miller, that is my uh, Achilles heel right there is thinking it's up to me. It's not. Number three, Zig's question. Do you believe the choice is yours? I think we've covered that. It is yours. If you don't, I know there's a lot of faith-based people that think that, no, that choice is only God's, you're missing some context that is vital to your life. Number four, do you believe every choice has an end result? Of course we do. Of course we do. But that's the question he poses. What, what you're saying here is if you take all that and embrace it, we're saying that regardless of the past or the circumstances in, in this moment, we have... We have the present. There's something I can do right now that will make my future and others' futures better or worse. And the choice is mine, is yours, is ours. And this is where it brings up the question of, are you a God? Now, in show 372, we interviewed Roy H. Williams. Um, please go listen to that show. Very profound show. But he discussed the complete awe that Christianity The faith he claims, as does Zig and myself, is so profound in that the creator created beings and gave them the power to say no. For those of you who believe in God, is it not amazing that he gave us free will, the power to choose? I said I wouldn't get into doctrine and theology, but I will say this. I believe in God's ultimate power. I don't believe that we have the power to thwart his plan and his will. It will be done. But I do believe I have the power to opt out of his plan and his will if I choose. Cause I believe in the Bible. I believe it's in the free will. I believe that I can harm and hamper somebody else that he has destined in his will that I can make it harder for them. Okay. Now, if his will is going to be done and it's going to be done, uh, it's going to be done. I can, I, can I take somebody else out? I can make it harder for them and give them the bigger chance, bigger propensity to opt out. Now, again, we're getting into theology doctrine. If you want to hit me up on that, go to ask.zigshow.com and tell me what you think about it. Um, But, you know, it's big medicine, big issues we're talking about here. Back to Zig. Do you have choice and power to make things better or worse for another? We're saying here what we believe, he believes, I believe. What we're talking about is saying yes. You can bless and love and encourage your child to become president of the United States. Or you can beat, abuse, and berate your child. They can still become president. It's not saying that you are all powerful over the outcome, but it is going to have an outcome. It's going to have an end result that is going to... Make it easier, harder for someone else, for yourself. That's the big deal too that he's talking about. We're making choices today that are making it easier or harder for us to live out what we were intended to live out. What we choose does have an end result. In that case, you know, the child uh, who is supported and blessed will be well and true and whole, or they'll be hurt and troubled and scarred. We have power and they can take that. Again, it can be radically redeemed but we have a lot of power. It does matter and have great effect what we choose to do. So are we God? No. Are you a God? It's an interesting question. Do you have some powers in and of yourself? That is what we're talking about here. Well, folks, I'm going to use this moment to, again, recognize audible.com. All right, where you gain access to over 250,000 audio books and spoken word audio products with a free 30 day trial and a free audio book at www.audible.com slash ziggler. My personal testimony, here's one that's recent. I wanted time in my Bible in the morning and workout time. So I combined them. I worked out while listening to an audio Bible. For a while, I listened to the Bible experience, which is really dramatized. Sometimes I'm not so into the drama, so I also got the voice-only audio Bible. Mine is a new King James version. I think they have other versions there as well. But being able to just go and snag them from Audible and have them play flawlessly is worth its weight in gold. Yet it's super cheap. I really like the easy app on my phone that I can also utilize on my laptop and even download into iTunes. Again, you can check it out now with a free 30-day trial and free audiobook at www.audible.com slash Ziegler. Next, Zig's story is of the guy who fights, who has two dogs that fight, right? To repeat the punchline of why does the black or white dog win and how does he always know when he puts them in the fights? He says, it depends on which I feed all week. There's positive and negative in all of us. We have a choice of which one we feed in our minds. I sat and dwelled on this a bit, and let's take the idea of black and white and focus a little bit on the gray. I mean, when you think of feeding the positive or the negative in you, doing positive or negative things, I'm betting many of you think that often you're not necessarily doing either. You're just being, you know, just neutral, you know, just trying to be a good person, not doing anything harmless or one way or the other. So let's talk about some of the things that we do feed that we may not think is overly positive or negative, or at least me, you know, laziness indecisiveness complacency excuses busyness just busyness getting just the day-to-day anger fear worry and anxiety daydreaming escape i mean, so much escape that we have in our culture today again we may not feel that we're directly feeding big negativity or or how much do we feed that well here's my question even if, if we're feeding if we're not feeding positivity the other stuff the gray stuff that's ah, not so negative but it's taking away from feeding the positive. That's what I get hit with that. I'm spending so much time doing this or doing that. And I'm not feeding the positive. I'm not giving myself any opportunity for growth in the next day. Not really any further along than the next, just existing, just surviving and all these things that I don't view as negative. So when you say that, oh, don't feed the negative. I think I'm not feeding the negative. Well, it's kind of negative that I'm not feeding the positive. You may think it's semantics, but ben, it's how many days do we go by weeks, months, where we, when have we fed our positive growth, our possibility, our opportunity, our talents, our skills and abilities? Yeah, maybe it's just me, man, but that hits me hard. If feeding those gray things takes away from feeding positivity, then they're in essence killing it. So then are they really only gray or are they looking black now? It's a big question, isn't it? I mean, on this, on this specific note, Zig next says you are what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are and where you are by changing what goes into your mind. Whatever you feed is what you will grow. I mean, this Zig was not the first to say it. He's one of the most well-known because he did the best job of getting it out there to the biggest audience in a way that they could engage in and digest. Okay, But I mean, it's been said before, it'll be said, uh, it was said by Earl Nightingale long before that, it's going to be said by somebody a thousand years from now. But think about this today, when you go home and spend your evening, when you wake in the morning and prep for the day, when you drive to work, as you work and have things going on in the background, what are you feeding your mind? Do you think... It 's all gray, and even as I said that, I thought you know a lot of times I work to music. I have a stand up desk and I 'm standing there, I got music going, and I'm sitting there working. Is that gray? You know, sometimes I need to pay attention to what are the lyrics saying there, and I do use music a lot, upbeat music, and i it's invigorating, and i to me that's absolutely a positive so again there's not a way we 're not looking for definitions of this is positive, this is negative. you got to find out your own, but what is helping lead you to towards a positive outcome? What is not leading you much of anywhere? And then obviously the bad ones, what's negative, you know, if, uh, well, you know, the negatives well, next, uh, point is on one of his favorite foundational focal points. Hope. All right. Hope. That's what we're going to talk about before we dive into that. I want to thank the last supporter of today's show, Amazon Kindle. Great spellers come from great readers. That's why Kindle's the proud presenting sponsor of the 2016 Scripps National Spelling Bee. The Kindle e-reader is a great way to encourage a child's emerging love for reading, especially as they begin to read chapter books independently. The lightweight Kindle e-reader, it's perfect for young readers. Kids can bring thousands of books with them wherever they go. Don't have to worry about a weighed down backpack or in my kid's sake, leaving the book somewhere. A single purpose Kindle e-reader is designed for reading only and means zero distractions for kids from videos or games or apps. Kindle also supports comprehension and vocabulary development. Words looked up on Kindle are automatically turned into flashcards for future review and learning with wordwise, short and simple definitions automatically appear above difficult words to improve comprehension. And with Kindle free time, parents can create personalized profiles for kids and give kids access to titles from their parents collection of books. A progress report keeps parents updated on their child's reading habits. So learn more about the ways Kindle inspires a child's love by reading and visiting Amazon.com slash Kindle for Kids. A child's love for reading starts can start right there. Amazon.com slash Kindle for Kids. So Zig says hope is the foundational quality of all change. If there's hope in the future, there is power in the present. That's one of those quotes that, man, he's on stage and he's going and he's got you enthralled and you're inspired and you hear it and you say, yes. And he goes on to the next point. And, and I, to a lot of degrees want to say, whoa, whoa, stop. If there's hope, I got to dwell. I got to mull that over. If there's hope in the future, there is power in the present because I automatically go to, and if I don't have hope, there's no power in the present. If I don't have hope in the future. And I got to admit folks, I'm one of those people who, I don't think it's out of some great strength that I have always am looking forward to something. I think it's because without it, I just can't deal with life. I cannot get out of bed. If I don't have something to look forward to, I think it's why we have a culture who is looking for the next TV show. They're looking for nighttime to come so they can watch the the next series. And they're devastated when the Super Bowl is over and football season is over and the series is over or discontinued. So they're looking forward to the weekend and and a, and a big meal and some drinks. Looking forward to the vacation. Looking for they've got to have something to look forward to. We can't handle it. And a lot of people those become they're not deep enough and they lose their fervor over time and we have depression, hopelessness, despair. It's increasing by leaps and bounds in our culture, the amount of prescription drugs for those issues are going up. Is it because we have a, a more hopeless life? No, but people are not grasping going back to, are you intended for something? Do you have a purpose? Were you made for something specific that is hope? And then pursuing that, figuring out what it is. That is the hope that we're talking about. And when we have that, we have power today in the present without it, we are treading water powerless. All right. So, if we have no viable hope in the future, no power in the present, that is convicting folks. And we all have something worthy to have hope for. If you don't, that's what we're talking about on this show. Go forward and find that hope. You know, I talked about the Ziegler certified course, that's a great place to do it with Ziegler. Uh, live to win Tom Ziegler's personal program. There's another place, of course, all the Ziegler books and products. And Hey, there's lots of other folks too. lots of other folks, lots of other products, lots of other services, uh, go make an investment and get involved in those. You know, as I was working on this show, I worried that gosh, it can come off even as a bit of a downer. I mean, it's a harsh issue because it's so true. We are crafting our outcomes and we don't really want that personal responsibility, but we are. But the, on the other side is we get to craft our outcomes. That's great. It's a, almost a half empty, half full discussion. We desperately do sometimes want absolution from responsibility of, of our consequences and circumstances. Yet on the other hand, we sure hate to be victims, right? Gotta come to grips with that. I know so many people with so many problems in the root often is not having hope and not taking responsibility in the choices and the power that we have that God grants us. There is expectation in good times. You know, there's, there's nice fruition, some progress in time. I mean, we know that time's going to go on. Some things are going to happen, but is that true hope? It's not, uh, we want belief and faith and inspiration. Zig says, when there is no hope, There is no action as well. And so I see a lot of people think, gosh, you know, I would like this outcome, but I just can't get myself to do it. And I think at the root though, it's because they don't really have hope in the fruition of what it is they want. that They could actually attain it. And again, coming back to that aspect of, do I believe I was personally intended for something, which brings us all to that gray. That gray is not action. It's just passing the time. Well, Zig hits us next with uh, the way you see your past is important, but not nearly as important as how you see the future. I mean, though, it's supremely relevant that we that that how you see your future is shaped by your past. We've got to understand our past to see the future clearly. Uh, I'm not going to say you need to sugarcoat your past. You know, maybe your past was horrible. Maybe it was just a little bad. Maybe it wasn't bad at all, but it wasn't overly good. Just blah. Whatever your past is, you don't need to sugarcoat it or ref- or, or, or 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 retell it or uh, exaggerate it, but you do just need to come to grips with it. Uh, I know this. I've failed in this format and I was trying to go forward and seeing over. I had to get help in seeing how I sabotaged my progress so many times and uh, I had to admit it. There it is. Plain. On paper, on a graph, there's my life. Keep sabotaging it. Why? And it was getting into the past that I had no desire to look into. Not because it was even that bad. I just don't care. Man, I'm future thinking. I care about what's going to happen. The past is past. Well, it was, It was. I had an anchor on me and uh, it was harming my future Till I looked back and just understood it. Again, I'm not talking about some, doesn't have to be some big, deep, therapeutic counseling, psychiatric issue. It may need to be for you, but it doesn't have to be. It's just saying, oh, geez. Yes. Okay. I got to. I got to get that on the table and understand that that's there. And then I'm probably reacting to that and stop it, which is what needed to happen for me. And it was life-changing. I mean, the objective that Zig lays out, then this is great for that hope. What is the ultimate objective? What is the point of all of this effort and pursuit and positivity and progress? What he lists, he gives a goal, a list, your goal for success. And this was just a statistical. This is what people desire. Happy. I would put it with happy, joyful, you know, because you can't be happy all the time. I'm not one of those people, but do I want ultimate daily joy, even in circumstances that in the moment may not be happy Yes. So happy, joyful, healthy, reasonably prosperous or unreasonably. He likes to say secure, have friends, peace of mind, good family relationships, hope for the future that we're loved and that we get to love for those things. What will we pursue? What will we fill our minds with? What actions will we take? Folks, thanks for being with me. Thanks for tuning in. It's always a gift to be here, inspiring together our true performance.